Welcome to Grace in Public, preaching and teaching in the heartland and all around the world. Prayer. Amazing subject to talk about. Prayer, communicating with God. Seasons of prayer are seasons of learning, seasons of healing, of restoration. Prayer is one of the most important aspects of our relationship with God. To learn about prayer, we continue to learn about prayer all of our lives. We listen to this message, really, we, even now in our hearts, we, we pray, God, you would give us capacity to receive, that you would speak to our hearts during the time of this program, that it would change us in our communication with you forever, we would continue to grow in this important area of life with you. We love you. Thank you. Thank you, God. God will take your greatest weakness and make it your greatest strength if you wait upon the Lord. You say, why hasn't God answered my prayer? I have a tremendous need. I know you do, but you have needs that you're not dealing with. You have the need of meekness, the need of patience, the need of love, the need of praising God, the need of trusting, the need of becoming just like Christ day by day and reflecting His glory from glory to glory through His image of the Spirit. Yes, we do have great outward needs, but there's no outward need, even if God took us home, that could even begin to compare to the inward need that we have to be like Christ and to know Christ and to be transformed into His image and renewed into His thinking. That is our greatest need. No matter what Satan does to our body, he cannot have our souls. God may permit him to do things to our body. But in Matthew 10:28, Fear not him who can kill the body by God's permission, but cannot take the soul. But cannot take the soul. And Abraham, as far as we can tell, has not spoken to God for 13 years. He he was reacting. He felt the guilt of disobedience. He felt the frustration of disobedience. And for 13 years, as far as we can tell, there is silence between him and God. But it is not over. Why? Because God waits for us to give up. God waits for us to surrender. God waits for us to commit ourselves to Him in prayer. Prayer is a powerful way to wait upon God, to get to know God, and then to keep a little record of God's precious answers through the times that go on. Maybe it will take time, but to see the beautiful answers to prayer. We have a vision for country after country. If Jesus tarries, there's no reason why a ministry as dedicated as this one, as committed as we are, there's no reason why we can't reach the 150 or 60 countries to contribute to our part of reaching the lost in every possible area. There's no reason. But it's going to take steadfastness and waiting upon God in prayer. Some of you have bad marriages. Do not give up or get discouraged. The Bible says in the Psalms, Wait upon God and He will encourage your heart. 
He'll give you something to encourage you about your marriage. He'll give you something to encourage you about your health. He'll give you something to encourage you in your situation. If you learn to quietly wait upon God. His character is so trustworthy. You know that he has your best interest at heart. You know that he desires to bless you. You're his children. Thank you for tuning in. If you can, don't forget to send a tax-deductible gift to us. Your generous donation made to our program promotes this broadcast and ones like it going out on the Internet and broadcast on local stations throughout the United States. So please prayerfully consider what you can give. Find out how to give your donation at www.graceandpublic.com Every intimate relationship has deep communication, doesn't it? Maybe the more intimate a relationship we have with someone, the more free we are to communicate how we feel, what we think, what our plans are. That there's no fear of ridicule or of lack of acceptance because we know that the person that we're speaking to hears us and that we can talk to them. And um, our, our communication with God, our relationship with God is really deepened through time, seasons or times of prayer, whether that time is a few minutes or meditation, an intermittent time where we pray and we read and we, we pray, we spend time in the book and we pray. And this communication is reciprocal. It's back and forth. We not praying or learning to pray. It's not only learning how to speak to God, but we're learning how to listen to God. We're learning how to be with God and have that communication go both ways. In Matthew twenty-eight twenty, it's talking. Jesus says, "I am with you always, even unto the end of the world." This is the end of the the gospel. Matthew. And his presence is with us, and there's a desire for communication. So much so that the most intimate relationship we have on earth um, as a man and a woman is with, with our spouse. In 1 Corinthians 7 5, it says, Defraud ye not one another, except it be with consent for a time. Ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again, that Satan tempt you not for your inconsistency. There is no other reason given in the scriptures to abstain from sexual activity other than for the sake of prayer. That's how important, that's how jealous God is for this relationship with us. Now, do we have to pray? Is it is it something we should feel guilty about if we don't do it? No, of course not. But it is this intimacy with God, and if we desire an intimate relationship with God, then we learn to communicate and to hear from God. 1 Timothy 2.8 I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Hebrews 4.16 Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Prayer today changes tomorrow. Prayer in the winter changes the spring. Prayer when I'm single will change my married life. Prayer when I'm a child 
Prayer when I'm a teenager means a difference of my adult life. We have no idea what the prayers of today, how they affect our lives and the lives of the people around us. Prayer may lengthen our life. Prayer may give health to our children as we pray for them and we bring that before the throne of God. Who knows? We have, we don't have things sometimes because we don't ask. We even pray over our food. <laughs> Some of us, this is a continuous ritual. I like to pray over my food. I, it, it reminds me. And sometimes it's a litmus test to me in this way of my spirituality when I forget to pray over my food. And I don't condemn myself, but I'm, I'm chewing that delicious meal and I realize I didn't pray. What is my priority? In mid-chew before swallow, I will pray that God would sanctify my food and pray thankfully that he had given me that thing to eat. First Timothy 4, starting in verse 4, For every creature of God is good, and nothing to be refused. If it is received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. I may have foxhole prayers during difficult times. You ever had those? <laughs> you're in a crisis and things are bad. And suddenly you turn to God. And you're, we've all heard these. We've heard stories of these foxhole prayers. I will do this, God, if you will get me out of the situation. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think... I think that's a good thing to turn to God, whatever the circumstance, whether it's because of difficulty or whether it's in prosperity. And my prayers in that crisis may bring me to a place of prosperity. God, being gracious to us, brings us out. But also in the time of prosperity, I want to have a prayer life that will prepare me for the next crisis. Psalm 63, 1. O God, Thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. We have a desire to know God, to, to hear God, to experience fellowship with God. And it's through these times of, of time set aside. Hmm. We have not because we ask not. I like the phrase that we complain to the one who can do something about it. And God is that one. God is the one who can do something about our circumstances. And maybe we are people, maybe we've been around people who really like to talk about how terrible things are. They just need somebody to talk to. We all need somebody to talk to at some point in our life about something. It's good for us to get good counsel. But to spend time venting to ourselves about difficulty. Why? There, there's a real human need there. That, that There's a need to communicate and be heard. But boy, I can communicate. I can complain on my knees to God. And God wants to hear that. He, in, in the sense that he wants us to talk to him. And that's the right place to go. That's the right place to complain is on our knees to God. And maybe if we spend a lot of time complaining on our knees to God, there won't be all that much complaining to ourselves and to other people. We can have a counseling session 
on our knees with an open Bible. And God can speak to us out of the scriptures, out of the things that we've heard before as we rehearse what we've been taught and as we learn more by reading and praying through that time where we pray and read the scriptures and ask God to open them up to us, to reveal them to us. I like the thought of, pr- of praying biblical prayers, that we learn things in the scriptures and then we repeat them back to God. That we speak scripture to God that's, that is a commitment from him and we, we can make him accountable in our prayer time. We can say, God, I'm holding you to this promise in the word of God. That's awesome. I do think that there's, we have a relationship with God This is very real, and it's on many levels. And just as we might talk a friend to a friend in a very casual way, and um, God is our friend, he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I mean, he's also our king, he's also our savior, he's also the great judge sitting on a throne in heaven. And so there is an air of respect, isn't there? For his, for his office, for his person, and so there's a form, we can be formal, and we all, and the, maybe we are a person, maybe that we've known people who are extremely formal in their prayer time, and that is a wonderful thing. I think that's amazing. If that is a kind of relationship you have with God, but I think we come to God and we present maybe. We're presenting God to people in such a way that we have great respect and honor for the person of who God is. But also God is our Father and we can come to him on very intimate terms. We can speak to him in a very casual way. And this is, we find this, I think there are different seasons of our life where we're in different ways, just as maybe we, a son who would go to work for his father at his father's company. And he sees the respect that the other people who are employed there have for his father he treats his father with great respect. He might be very casual with his father when they're at home or when they're together and jump on his father's back and ride, runs him down the field together. But we might not do that at work the same way. But but yet we there we have that kind of relationship with God. I don't think I think like a teenager who the, there's the person maybe there's the person we all know, and hopefully um, we don't do this, but to talking to a teenager, and the person who talks like a teenager to a teenager, it's almost like they're pretending to be a teenager with a little bit outdated lingo, and you can see this little group, or maybe they're being polite, but there's a phoniness that's there of trying to be something that you're not. And there's no need for that in front of God, that I would put on a face, I would put on a front. I would come to God in a way that he doesn't know who I am. He doesn't know what I'm like. Of course he does. So I can come in the most transparent, most plain terms to God, whether it's in tears, whether it's in the time of joy, whether it's in supplication. There's this... Uh, times of prayer where maybe there's like a grocery list before God where we go over, pray for Aunt Lois, and I pray for, for this one, I pray for my teacher, I pray for the President of the United States. And we can find ourselves maybe caught in a rut of that kind of prayer, where every time I come to God at a certain time of the day, I'm praying this laundry list of prayers. And there's nothing wrong. I think that repetition of prayer for people and places and things is awesome. And God loves that, and he respects that. But I want my prayer life to be more than that, don't I? 
I want it to be more than a grocery list. I want it to be a time of intimacy with my God, praying for our enemies. Is it really for charity's sake? Is it really because God has filled us with love for our enemies? Maybe yes, and hopefully yes. But maybe not all the time that way. Our enemies, we're calling them enemies, likely because they've hampered us, they've hindered us, they've hurt us in the past somehow. That's how they get someone gets to be your enemy, isn't it? They're, they're in opposition to you. And this prayer time with God diffuses animosity. In the light of the glory of the presence of God, our hurt dissolves away and gives away to love because, and I can love my enemies maybe because I pray for my enemies. Missions, evangelism, are we, are we serious about these things? We can pray. We can pray. It turns fiction, it turns fantasy into reality. It's not just something I want to see God do, but it's something I'm participating in actively through my prayer life. We can drive through an area and pray for the people there. We can take someone, we can grab them and bring them in our car, someone who's hungry for God, and pray for an area. Who knows what God will do? Who knows what God, how God may use us or others in the future in that place because of prayer? Revival comes by prayer. Lives are changed by prayer. The road of God's work is pray, is paved by the prayers of the saints. Men ought always to pray and not faint. In Luke 18.1 Always we pray. This is an attitude in our lives. where We're praying for people while we're standing at the, at the grocery store on the line. Maybe we see people and see them together. We pray for the people behind us and the front of us, our cashier. We pray as we see people walking on the street. We pray. This is an attitude of our life that we are in communication with God. And that's real. But there's also a beautiful thing about a season of prayer. An appointment with God. I love that. And maybe there are some out there who are struggling with great weaknesses. Maybe there are certain sins that they fall into very often. Maybe in a certain place, maybe in a certain room in the house, maybe maybe at a certain time of day. It's a particularly difficult time. And, you know, I think that's a great time we make an appointment with God for that place, for that time to pray. I, I like thinking about verses and thinking, I'm gonna talk I'm gonna talk to my Heavenly Father about this. Run across something and maybe I have a question, maybe don't quite understand, or maybe I just want to pray. It's t- touched my heart and I think, you know, I'm gonna do this tonight. I'm gonna pray about this. I'm gonna talk to God about this verse and study it tonight. And you know, we can do that. And we come boldly before the throne of grace like we would make an appointment maybe with with someone who is in an office across town and out of great deference to their time and schedule. We go to their office and, and we have that meeting there with them. And we, we make that appointment and we keep that appointment in order for that communication to take place. And I love that we, we make an appointment. We can make appointments before God. And when our schedule is busy, maybe that person comes to see us. Or maybe we would meet in a restaurant. And I think if we say to God, God, I'd like to meet you in this room at this time. And then and then that becomes a meeting. That place becomes sanctified. It's awesome. 
that place becomes sanctified. That time becomes holy time. And it erodes away at that stronghold of weakness and sin. Because light and love and, and action with God that touches heaven is taking place in that time or in that place. It becomes a victory. What was a weakness, what was, what was a um, hardship now becomes a victory with God. We'd love to hear from you, so please go to our website and contact us. The web address is www.graceinpublic.com. Maybe you've never prayed before. Maybe you don't know how to pray. Maybe you've seen people pray. Maybe this is not part of your life. I don't know. It only takes one prayer to begin a relationship with God only takes one communication really with God mixing faith with the gospel what is the gospel the gospel is that Jesus took your place it's really good news there was condemnation coming your way but Jesus took your place there was real hurting coming down there was justice to be served because of the actions because of falling short of the holiness of God justice had to happen because God is a holy God God said no I will die on a cross and suffer and be buried for you all that you've done all that you haven't done but you should have done I will take their place Father in hopes that they would love me back in hopes that one day they would speak to me they would hear of what I had done for them, and they would speak to me, and a relationship would begin. A relationship of intimate communication with God, of holiness restored, of a place given that cannot be taken away, that is unique in our, in our relationship with God. There's a seat in heaven for you if you want it. You might want to pray this prayer with me. Lord, I believe you died on a cross for me 2,000 years ago. I don't understand it. But today I believe it. And I'm praying this prayer. And I'm asking you to take my life and turn it around. You were resurrected three days later. And I would that I would have been resurrected with you. So take me with you, I pray. If you pray to prayer to God. God has done amazing things for you. You're only beginning to scratch the surface of what they might be. Please contact us. Contact someone. Us or someone you know who knows God. And speak to them. Get a Bible. Begin to read it. God has awesome things for you. This is the beginning of many communications can be the beginning of many, many communications between you and God that will stretch out into eternity, every one of them transforming your life. Thank you. We praise you, Father. In Jesus' name.